Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Spiritual Insights with Charlotte Spicer. Spirituality and Metaphysics Talk Radio, featuring a course in miracles, dream interpretation, guided meditation, and the psychic and metaphysics free-for-all. It's your opportunity to consult with a professional psychic medium, discuss past lives, the chakras, and more. We are non-denominational, and there are no limits. Want to change your life? You must first change your mind. 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 No matter your religious structure, cultivate peace in your reality through self-awareness with an authentic spiritual teacher. And now, your host, Charlotte Spicer. Welcome to Spiritual Insights, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in from the United States and around the world. We are honored that you chose to spend time with us today. Today, we continue our Masterclass educational series, Guidance from Spirit, Channeled Messages from Beyond the Veil. I am joined by my special guest co-host, Danielle Gibbons. Since 1994, Danielle has served as full-body channel for Mother Mary, the ascended being who gave birth to Jesus, the Christ child, in her last lifetime. After our discussion, Danielle will allow Mother to come through and, in her distinct voice, share universal truths and lend guidance for the human journey. Danielle is the author of Mother Mary's Pathway to Love and has connected people worldwide with Mother's divine wisdom, love, and grace through best-selling courses, life-changing retreats, radio appearances, and online events to inspire individuals to awaken and expand their consciousness. To learn more and join Danielle's community, visit BelovedPublications.com. Visit SpiritualInsightsRadio.com to explore more divine transmissions and join the Spiritual Insights community by subscribing to my periodic newsletter so you can receive important announcements about the show. Today, Danielle, Mother, and I will continue our discussion about COVID-19 and the impact that it has had in our lives, on our emotions, and how we can move forward from this. Let's welcome Danielle back to the show, and we'll get started. Welcome back, Danielle. How are you? Thank you so much, Charlotte. It's awesome to be here, as always, with you and your fantastic listeners. (laughs) My favorite day of the month. Okay. So, so the topic is interesting because I, I find we're still in the middle of it as far as it feels to me. And so as, as for moving on from it, I don't see me changing a whole lot about what I've been doing with my routine. I'll continue to wear my mask, uh, gloves where I feel it's appropriate. I'm still going to disinfect. Uh, I believe truly that this virus has retreated somewhat and is reinventing itself to come forward again. And so you know, all I can do is take each day one at a time, moment to moment, and cultivate peace in what I've been doing to reevaluate my life and what I'm doing. That's pretty much where I'm at. Are you the same? Are you on the same page? Very much the same. Very much the same. I mean, I definitely feel like we are, uh, as you said, still in the middle of this. Um, You know, this is not going away tomorrow for sure. Um, But I do feel that there is, if if we as a culture, as a community are wise, um, with our practices, uh, I think that we can 
not only figure out a way forward with this, but also a way of, it's, it's ironic, you know, we're not hugging, we're not spending time in the same room, and yet our actions are really um, such a kindness to our community members, to our neighbors, to the people that we uh, are living with every day. Uh, it's, it's an act of love and kindness that, you know, doesn't have the usual trappings of love and kindness, you know, touching, hugging, handing each other gifts, you know, th things that we would normally associate with uh, human interaction and being loving and being kind. You know, these, this is a different uh, approach, and yet it, it has so much power that um, to continue to use hand sanitizer, wash our hands, wear our masks, uh, you know, as you said, use gloves when we feel it's appropriate. And I, for one, am still, I've been doing this from day one. I'm getting outside a lot. It has been such a great, I mean, I'm outside a lot anyway, but this has really sort of upped my game when it comes to communing with Gaia and nature. And uh, I, you know, I have not gone to dinner with a girlfriend or a movie or anything. All we've done, my friends and I, individual singularly you know just the two of us is get out in nature and walk and commune and stop and look at the incredible blooming flowers and the this you know the light in the sky and the the wind in the trees and we stop and listen to birds and i mean it's just been it's been really extraordinary so i would like to actually continue <laughs> with a lot of these practices that have been put in place um i don't feel that drive to be so busy all the time um and yet i'm getting everything done that really needs to get done but i'm not doing like random shopping or just thinking, oh, I'm bored, I'll just go out and wander around. And then sometimes I end up spending money that I didn't, I don't need to spend. And it just, you know, there's a lot of needless actions that I didn't realize were, were in my life. You know, so the, a lot of the busyness has died down. And for me, that has been a very, very positive thing. Awesome. So I want to uh, recap on a few things that you said. How uh, we can't be in the same room. We can't hug and touch. These are our normal forms of communication. And so our communication has been limited much to verbal. And so in order to effectively communicate, we have to be exceedingly honest. So I think it takes away a lot of masks. And because when you're torn apart from people, that draws you closer. Yeah. but in such a beautiful way that we're deepening the connection and mm -hmm. really evaluating the bond and taking it where that needs to go. I know some people are moving away from each other and others are coming closer. Yeah. Um, also, you know, with the nature thing, 
I feel my relationship with Gaia has gone so much deeper because I have the opportunity to, to sit with her and mm -hmm. think about it and think about everybody in the world and the planet and the changes. And so everything has shifted towards the nature thing as we knew it would. For me, it's even brought with it a beautiful gift of um, communicating with animals. I had mm -hmm. a cute experience a few days ago where a little lizard um, decided to come and sit with me. So it was really sweet. And I've been thinking about the random purchases that a lot of people make. Uh, you could be walking down the street, going out to get your lunch, walk by a window, look in the window and say, oh, that looks interesting. Go in. And the next thing you know, you spent 50 to $100. So with the shopping, I feel that it went from impulse buying to deliberate. And so we're really conscious of how we're spending our money, when, is that necessary right now? So we're looking at our impulsive behaviors and compulsive behaviors and really kind of taking a back seat. And I, I don't quite know the words to choose, but when I go to get things, I maximize the opportunity. I try to get in there and out. I try not to browse as much because I'm a browser. Yeah. And I, can, I could spend an hour, you know. Yeah, yeah. So that has changed. Um, I did it yet again yesterday. I got in the store, got what I needed, and I got out. So, and I got home where it's safe, that kind of thing. So, yeah, and, and that's, I would like to stay here, honestly. Yeah, yeah, me too. I would like to stay here, and I hope it doesn't, I don't like the word hope, but I hope it doesn't go back to the way it was with all of the negativity that it brings. Um, um, I actually enjoyed to drive home yesterday. I had to drive for a couple hours. I actually enjoyed it. Mm. And it's, it's not as busy or aggressive. Some people are. But I've noticed changes in people's driving behavior. Uh, people opening doors with their foot, like holding the door open with their foot. So you, and I do it too for people. I, I see you're not wearing gloves. I don't want you to have to touch the handle here. Let me hold the door. You know, like everybody's conscious of everyone else's health, too. So I, I'm really enjoying a lot of aspects of this. I, I, am, I am as well. And I think when you talk about deliberate actions, you know, that's, that's what we're doing. We're being mindful. And I've also noticed, and this is really, it's so fascinating. Because I'm not, I, because I haven't had the freedom to go out and just wander and possibly shop. And that's changed a lot for me over the last 10 years. I don't even really enjoy shopping that much anymore. Occasionally I do, especially if I'm buying a gift for someone, I do enjoy that, you know, finding just the right thing and, you know, whatever. <clears throat> but from the outside, not being able to just sort of randomly purchase, and I have noticed how much, as you said, I am purchasing from that compulsive place that place of feeling hollow inside trying to fill yes. up the soul holes right yes. with uh, purchasing mm -hmm. and that has translated into my online shopping so weird because i was a little concerned being on lockdown that i'm like oh you know i'm gonna be online all the time and you know oh i'm bored let me just like cruise amazon and it I have not been. I have not had the desire, the impulse 
has lowered dramatically. And when the impulse comes up, I'm aware of it now, like big time. And I ask myself, do I need that? Is that something that I, I, I need to have uh, for whatever reason? Not like the bare survival minimum, but I'm questioning instead of just, you know, buying, buying, buying. And um, that has been awesome. I definitely want to keep that. <laughs> I yes. definitely want to go deeper with that. Yes. Uh, sure. I wanted to add that the focus for many has been getting rid of stuff, purging, letting go. So just in listening to what you're saying, it, it seems that 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 compulsive mindset of acquisition to fill the soul holes, as you call them, to fill that empty space inside. And we call it the getting principle. You want to acquire, you want to accumulate. And that we've seen a serious shift in. So now it's people asking themselves, surely, do I really need that right now? What would I do with it? Will I use it every day? And looking at the purpose of things in their lives and their relationship with it. I can also say that in my downsizing project, I've been very intently listening to the story that my belongings tell me about myself. Yeah, yeah. It's quite a story. And I was thinking this morning that it boils down to, they talk to us about our hopes, our fears, our attachments. Mm -hmm. Wow. What a story they have to tell. And so it's just a beautiful process of self-discovery, but I really enjoy the clarity that this is bringing me about myself, about how I perceive things. And so yes. that has shifted too. So, yes. yay. I know. I know. Very grateful. Very yeah. grateful. Me too. Um, yeah. So I don't know about you, but uh, just recently, it's it's interesting. I, I have not. I've had a surprisingly small amount of fear until recently uh, about this whole thing, and it it happened because of the people in my community, my my spirit, spirit beloved publications, mother's community, and their fears and the emails they were sending me and. Um, and then it's, it triggered mine. And I was like, ugh, you know, I tr I've been trying to maintain my energetic boundaries. Um, and, and not that I'm blaming them at all. They, they are, it's, I believe it is 100% okay to feel exactly what you're feeling uh, right. you know, during this time. And to know that a lot of things are going to be exacerbated. I mean, it, that just seems natural to me and normal. Um, but I've been really working to maintain my own energetic boundaries. And I found myself, <laughs> I found myself sort of caving under, you know, um, people's fears. And uh, I really, really, over the last few days, I have had to step back inside myself and say, okay, Am I actually afraid or am I allowing other people's fear to trigger my old fears that are just sort of hanging out right. you know, all the time? 
dormant. Um, mm -hmm. And I have had to, again, come to the realization that for whatever reason, I do not have a lot of fear around this. And, and, and let me just say again, for maybe people who do not listen regularly, that I have not lost my job. I am not ill. Uh, no one in my immediate family or my extended family or my friends or their family have become ill with uh, COVID-19. Right. So um, for me personally, there is nothing to be afraid of. And so I, you know, I, I have to put in, I think during these periods, I'm going to have to put in extra effort to really get to that place and of sort of the absence of fear you know what's really going on inside of me is this mine or is does this belong to the people in my community or my friends who are you know freaking out over something um because hmm. i'm discovering more and more that my fear and my worry does not benefit or assist the people who are actually being affected by this in a in a negative way does that make sense that like makes total my sense fear and my worry is not going to help the people that have lost their jobs right it's, just, <laughs> it's not going to help the people that are sick it's not going to help the people the families uh who have loved ones that are sick or who mm -hmm. aren't on like my fear and my worry doesn't benefit anybody. No. And um, especially when there's nothing I personally have to be frightened about. So. Well, you make an interesting point because let's just assume that whatever fears are being triggered were, you know, laying somewhere dormant and this is an opportunity to examine those. Yeah. Um, it could also be that you're picking up on the fear of the collective yeah. for the people who have lost their jobs, who have children, all of those very real crisis fears, right? Because this is a crisis for many. Oh, oh yeah. But no, your, your fear and your worry isn't going to help anybody. In fact, it's just going to put more into the collective. Exactly. So it's kind of an interesting cycle. Yep. And so to step away from the fear and center yourself is what we should all be doing to help ourselves and everybody else. And that extends to family, friends, community, and the collective. So yes. that's the best we can do. And that's a big part of my service right now because I have not lost my job because I'm not sick. My son's not, you know, my mom's not sick. I, I, because I'm one of the, the, the people who this is not affecting directly today as i don't know what tomorrow is but as of today i feel like it is my service to hold that light to center you know to stay centered and grounded and to stay out of fear uh yeah big i feel like that is my calling right now yes exactly and i have to admit as we we've been talking about this for a couple months now and one, one of my first observations was I love the peace and quiet. I'm enjoying it. That's what I begged for was just make the noise go away. It was just too much noise. Everything's so busy. And with, with the work that I do, all I ever hear is the sound of my own voice. And I'm, I need silence. You know, I need silence. And, and I got that. And so I kind of thought I was getting off lucky. 
because as you and Wendy and uh, Connie were saying, we all work from home. Nothing's really changed a whole lot. Just a few things like the impulse versus deliberate. Okay. So I thought I was getting off a little easy because it was rather easy for me because I am a homebody and I don't drive at night and I don't like to go out at night. And then something shifted and I started to feel this pressure Mm. on me, Mm. like a real compression is the word. Mm. There was a compression going on and I said, what is happening? I got antsy. I started to feel a little claustrophobic where I'm yes. normally very calm in my home space. And, yeah. and then it occurred to me, what is going on with you? Is it the fact that you're told you're not allowed to go out now you want to? <laughs> like, is this some kind of strange polarized thing or what is this bringing up for you? So I had to sit and look with that. But it was noticeable, the difference between, ah, I'm loving this to mm. what am I feeling? Why do I feel anxious all of a sudden? And then I could feel the compression. And I did have the, the physical symptoms that people are having are interesting. What I had was a lot of pressure in my head. Mm-hmm. That has eased up now. So I'm grateful for that. I tolerated it pretty well, but it's, it's gone now. So that good. feels good. good. And I understand I have to share with you and I want to share with the listeners. Um, yesterday was May 14th, 2020. And so between the 14th and the 20th, we have very significant events taking place. Um, Planetary energy coming to the planet, more shifts, more changes. So this should be an interesting week. Oh, gosh. Yes. My day yesterday was um, I found out my wallet was stolen and I spent all day on the phone with credit card companies and the police and and uh okay well thank you for validating that because i was like whoa what is going on i accidentally left my wallet at a grocery store on tuesday and sadly someone instead of just turning it in you know chose to take it and then yesterday they tried to spend money at target in in the town over uh next next over and uh so, uh, but fortunately, I'll get all that money back. Nothing, you know, I won't get penalized for any of the credit cards or debit cards that they tried to use or anything okay. like that. But, um, you know, it's just that, uh, yeah, big changes. And I don't, and I don't really know why. I certainly learned a lot of um, reevaluating what I take with me out into the world if I don't need it, right? You know, right. I like to have all that stuff in my wallet as like backup. Like, you know, oh, well, what if I need, what if I need that? The what if, yeah. The what if. And I thought, you know, I don't actually need all that in my wallet. Right. I need actually very little in my wallet. So it was, for me, if there may be other things that get revealed, but boy, yesterday was a doozy. And (laughs) do you have to get a new driver's license? uh, No, here's the kicker. Uh, You'll love this. In Oregon. Uh, all the DMVs are closed, uh, except for appointment only for commercial and commercial uh, commercial licenses, but only certain kinds. And so she said, by order of our governor, <laughs> I won't be getting one. But we just, if I get pulled over for any reason, I just have to say, it's a government order. I don't know. I wrote it down somewhere. Oh, 20-12. And uh, I can't get a license until they reopen the DMVs because they don't issue them online. 
Oh. Yeah, even when they're stolen and they have a record of your of your license, uh, they don't reissue them. They only reissue them when they can see you in person and process the whole thing in person. So I'll just, I just won't have a driver's license, <laughs> which is going to be weird because I, yeah, I have to drive down to California to, um, yeah, so we'll see how that all works You have out. your retreat. You have to drive. Oh, my. Yeah, yeah. so I'll have, a, I'll have it on cruise control at, at the exact speed limit, so I will not <laughs> I do one mile under. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> one mile go. under the speed limit for cruise That's smart. That's, so I'll be having yeah. my cruise control, and so I will not even, because right. sometimes, you know, I space out a little, and I go a little faster yeah. over the speed limit. So yeah. no spacing out and just, yeah, so that's, that's what I'll be doing. And that's funny because I won't break the speed limit because I'm too chicken. I don't want to invite trouble. Yeah. Oh, and I notice the police are out more now. Oh gosh, yes. Big time. Yeah. I wouldn't see one for days and they're on the highway like they're hunting. Anyway, yeah. just to bring that up. Anyway, do you remember what I said uh, last year? No, it was two years ago now. It was uh, December of 2018, and my wallet started to come apart. So I had to, and I usually get a new wallet every Christmas because I start the new year with a new wallet. Um, do you feel that there are major changes within you internally that are taking place with regard to your identity and things that you're letting go of? Yes. Yes. And, um, yeah, that's actually a really good, that's a really good point. And, uh, I think part of my, I thank you for putting it into those words because I don't think I had thought of it in those exact terms before, but since yesterday, since it all started and you know, I'm dealing with all this, I've, I have been thinking about the things that I had in that wallet. A lot of them were um, yes, about my identity, meaning that, oh, if I accidentally forgot to put enough money in my debit, uh, my checking account, and, you know, then I have this backup, and it gives, like, having these, and I don't have a lot of credit cards. I, I have one personal and one business. Right. I have one personal debit card and one business debit card. Like, that's it. I don't have a lot, but having it all with me, it's, that feeling of like, oh, I can do whatever I want. You know, I can buy whatever I want. I can, it's this sort of fantasy person that I have maintained for a lot of my life that in some ways I don't even realize I'm doing it. But having all that credit available or the yes. cash available, it sort of, it's that feeling that, uh, yeah, I can do whatever I want. And I'm, I'm someone that has endless resources. And, uh, you know, when, of course, that's all nonsense. It's not even remotely true. And I think that this is about really paring down and just being me. Just being who I am. Yeah. And I don't mean just financially, but just me as a person, like I don't need all that backup and safety. And it's like a, I don't want to say a false sense of security, but it's a security that I, I don't, I don't really need anymore. And yet I'm hanging on to it. Right. So if, is that what you mean by the question? It's, well, I, I just wrote down as, as you were describing that freedom and safety. Yeah. 
and it, it affords you freedom, but it also gives you that sense of safety that you yeah. don't feel inside. That's right. That's exactly it's in your right. wallet. What's yeah. in your wallet? My sense that's of safety. That's right. What's in your wallet? That's a great, yes, Charlotte. That's exactly it. What's in your wallet? My sense of safety. Mm -hmm. And you know, I don't need that kind of safety. That's old definition of safety and having it all taken away is I have to sit back and, and really meditate. Cause once it all starts coming back, cause of course they're going to ship it right away and it'll all be back. And of course the driver's license, I don't know where. I'm going to get that. But um, it's a feeling that I get to, I get to start over. I get to yes. start from scratch. Reassemble. Yes. Yes. Reassemble from a new perspective. Yes. So this didn't happen to you. It happened for you. Exactly. It's happened it's for me as well. <laughs> Sometimes a couple times. It's, yeah. it's not, it's not pleasant, but no, but it has purpose. It does. It does. If, if, if I'm willing to be conscious about it, right? Yes. If I'm willing to learn what's there, because I could just rant and rave and be pissed off and angry and then just sweep it under the carpet. And once everything, get, buy a new wallet. And once everything, I just reassemble it, you know, just go back to exactly the way it was before. I right. could do it. I could do that for sure. Mm -hmm. But I have learned over the years that when something this big happens, there's always, always something in it for me, meaning that there is always, um, mother is always trying to say, hey, this is a chance. This is an opportunity for you to reevaluate, to reassess what, yeah, what's in your wallet and why it's in there and what does it do for you? And is this how you want to move forward? You know, that's always the question. Is there this you go. Move forward? There you go. Yeah. Something, something similar happened to me on a smaller scale. I normally put things where they belong. So I put my wallet in my handbag. Yeah. My keys are always hooked to my handbag. I never lose my keys because of it. And I reached into my handbag. It wasn't there, but I did find it beside the desk. It had just, I must have set it beside me and it fell off. Well, mm -hmm. it put enough of a panic in me to make sure that never happens again. <laughs> like, yes. oh no. Yes, and my behavior in the grocery store, I had this routine for 11 years. I've lived here and I've been shopping at that grocery store. So I had this routine. And I thought, oh, time to change the routine. <laughs> I won't yeah. be using that routine anymore. There you go. <laughs> so, there you go. Yeah. Something yeah. about it wasn't serving. Yes. All right. Exactly. All right, my love. Ready? I am ready. Okay, because I, I want to make sure I uh, get you off the air on time. Thank you. Thank you so much.
Hello, beloved one. Hello, mother. Welcome. It's wonderful to be in your presence. Thank you, my dear. It is wonderful to be with you and all of your listeners. Mm. Mm. We are a blessed community. Indeed. So I want to talk a little bit more about what is happening in your world and uh, how to stay centered and grounded as you move through this experience, all right? Perfect. So I'm going to speak uh, to everyone in the world, not just those that are living in the United States, because you have listeners from all over the world, all right? So everyone is going through um, somewhat different experiences based on the place where they are. But you are correct in saying that this virus is not done. Uh, but all of you that have been able to stay inside, uh, to abstain from interacting in your physical communities for this time, you have helped enormously in slowing things down and allowing different, uh, not just hospitals, but governments to figure out how to take care of their citizens. Some are doing well, some are not doing so well, some are floundering, some have great ideas in one respect and maybe not so great in others. So in, in the larger sense, you all are experiencing on a global level what it is to be human. Hmm. That sometimes you make wonderful and wise decisions and sometimes you don't. So your governments are not comprised of robots. They are comprised of human beings. Mm. And those human beings are sometimes going to make very wise and wonderful and compassionate decisions. And sometimes they are not. Mm. True. Because this is how it is to live in community. Everyone has their strengths and everyone has their weaknesses. And it is not your strengths that actually uh, bring you together as a community, but it is your weaknesses. Because when you are open about your weaknesses, when you are vulnerable, that triggers the empathy response in others. It triggers the uh, compassion that flows from empathy. And what that becomes is an action of service. Okay. So you need that right? because human beings are at their best 
when you all are being honest about your vulnerabilities, your weaknesses, your mistakes, and you allow others then to support you when you are in the midst of your weaknesses, just as when others around you are displaying their weaknesses, it gives you the opportunity to trigger your own empathy, which leads to compassion, which then leads to service. Wow. Yes. And this is how you all support each other in a community. And right now, this virus is creating a global community. Mm-hmm. Because the virus doesn't care how much money you make, what color your skin is, what country you live in, what language you speak, what religion you follow, or you don't follow one at all, right? All are treated equally. It is the only thing, it is the only thing right now in your global community that is treating everyone with equality yes. <laughs> is this virus, right? Absolutely. So what can you learn from the virus, right? The virus is about survival. It's about growth. It wants to keep going. It really doesn't, uh, doesn't want you to die so much because then it dies, right? So that defeats the purpose of its continuation. But those that do pass due to the virus or complications from the virus are also instrumental in helping to slow down the virus, right? Mm -hmm. So that it's not, uh, it doesn't just go out of control and take over. So all these measures that you are doing washing your hands, uh, being mindful about your hygiene, using the, um, the sanitation That's wash, uh, yes, wearing uh, gloves if you want. But big, big, big bonus is when you all wear masks or face covering. Why? Because you don't touch your own face. You can't put your fingers in and around your mouth and nose, which are your primary entry points for the virus. So if you cover it up, it's not so much that people are talking and sneezing, although uh, there's a little bit of protection with that with a mask, depending on the kind of mask you have, but that's not really the problem. The problem, is you touching your own face. So yes, wear a mask when you go out to the grocery store or uh, the drugstore or any other stores that are opening up. If you go into a restaurant to pay for your takeout food, if you go um, to any place, put on your, where you are going to be around other people, Put on your mask and make sure your hands stay clean. So if you're at a place, a grocery store, you're touching Mm -hmm. lots of things, 
then you get in your car, either use your hand sanitizer before you get in the car, or when you get home, wash your hands, disinfect your car. Mm -hmm. And all this time, because you have on a mask, you're not touching your mouth. You're not itching your nose. You're not messing right with your nose right. and your mouth. That is going to be your number one protection from the virus is literally you are protecting yourself from yourself right okay your unconscious touching of your face I now do a lot. everyone does because you have little itchies and hair and um, and you just uh, you're thinking you're uh, <laughs> but it just happens right you're right and when you're at home and you've washed your hands that's okay you can touch yourself all you want okay. but when you're out this is going to be your service to yourself and the community to not only prevent from the covid 19 but to also prevent from all the other viruses that are presently out there that yes they might just cause a common cold but that's going to lower your immunity and it's going to make you more susceptible. Or if you're passing around a cold in your physical community, okay. you are going to compromise other people's immune systems. Okay. And they are more, uh, more susceptible, right? Right. To the COVID-19. So these are practices that you all are encouraged to continue mm -hmm. but if you continue then right if everyone pulls together and uh, does these simple things then you can go out and be together right businesses can open uh, there is a possibility for uh, things to come back to life and most importantly get outside right get outside be yes. in nature um, if you want to have dinner with a friend or friends then go and get takeout and go to the park and sit down and uh, or bring it to your backyard, invite people to come through your gate and sit outside and eat your dinner together. Okay. Yep. Try to avoid sitting in enclosed uh, places with people for too long. A quick elevator ride is fine. Okay. But don't spend an hour in uh, something the size of an elevator with two or three people. Right? Okay, right. So uh, a supply closet is not the place to hang out with others anymore. <laughs> okay. So that's the kind of small enclosed places. Um, keep your windows open. If people come over to your home that you know are not sick, and you feel comfortable with them in your home, that's wonderful. But uh, 
think about the circulation as you are sitting together, right? Okay. Right. And you are, uh, at least in this half of the hemisphere, the northern half, you all are moving into very nice weather. And, uh, but the southern friends uh, are moving into the colder, so you may have to get creative. Hmm? Okay. You may want to dig that fire pit in your yard you've been thinking about doing for a long time. Hmm? Hmm. But uh, think in terms of how can I see the people I love in ways that are wise, that are mindful. There is not a need for paranoia, fear, okay. panic, right? right? Because a lot of what's going to happen over the next month, many people that have lost their jobs will get hired back. Things will start to move again. Economies will start to move. Not everyone. There are people, uh, and make no mistake, globally, there is a chance, uh, a very high chance that there will be a recession. But I would remind all of you that recessions, economic recessions happen pretty regularly, right? Right, true. And because so many countries have done so well, it's likely that you are going to avoid a devastating recession. Okay. Most likely it is going to be um, sort of somewhere between mild and medium. It's going to affect millions of people yeah. without a doubt, but it will not devastate things. We are not talking about... Uh, what is that uh, movie? Mad Max, right? Apocalyptic, uh, dystopian, where you are wandering around the ruins of your cities. Okay. Please, please don't do that to yourself and to others because that energy does not serve. Right? That's helpful. So, yes. Because I, mean, I expected something much bigger, a depression. I did. Um, not and for some people, and here is the very sad part that you all get to look at, because you all participate in this. There is no us or them, beloved ones. There is only we. That's it. Right? That's it. There is no separation. You pretend there is through religion and skin color, and biology and right. uh, location. Um, but there is no separation. There's no us or them. So what is going to happen to the most vulnerable economically is that it will very much be a depression. Okay. So you must stop and think about your own country's economic practices when it comes to um, people that are considered economically poor. Because what you, when you look at the poor in your own country, 
you must see yourself. Because it doesn't matter how much money you have or other people in your society have, those that are uh, struggling economically, even before this all happened with the virus, and let me just caution you on making sweeping assumptions, all right? Mm -hmm. Be open in your opinions and you're, try your best to let go of judgments. But the vast majority of people that struggle with poverty on your planet are struggling due to inequality, whether it be through circumstances of birth, religion, biological sex, or race. All right, so you have to take a deep look at equality and inequality because there is an apathetic energy yes. in all societies that it's sort of, oh, well, this is just how it is, so um, I'm not going to look too closely, it's too depressing, or what can I do? I'm only one person. I'll tell you what you can do. You can do your best to feel whatever you need to feel, whether you are angry, you are scared, you are sad, whatever you're feeling, let yourself feel it. And while you're feeling it, hold the light, the light and the love of equality, of change, embrace the energy of change, no matter how frightened you are. You can ask, Mother, I am scared, scared, scared of the changes that are happening in this world, in my country, in my immediate community or city. Please, please, Help me to be open to change, to embrace change and to celebrate change. Help me to hold the light and the love for those who have forgotten the light and the love. Okay. Let me serve to the best of my ability. So be it. Okay. Sounds good. And we will continue these conversations because um, the changes that are coming to your world are worth talking about as they begin to unfold. All right? Okay. I would love that. Thank you, my love. I thank you so much for your service, for creating space, for me to share, and for others to receive i love you my daughter i love you too my blessed mother thank you my dear and my love to all of you i'm with you always always namaste namaste
Hello. Hello. I'm impressed. She really knows how to keep her eye on the time. Very she nice. always has. She always has for like 26 years. It's just <laughs> mind-blowing. Okay. Well, this is great. Yeah. Um, it eased some of my anxiety about the financial crash that's coming. Yes. So that's helpful. Yeah, yeah. me too. Me too. <sighs> All right, my dear. Well, thank you so much. And I'll remind the listeners, Beloved Publications is where you want to go to learn more about Danielle mother and their community and events and spiritual insights radio is where you go to go through the archives. Okay. And remember to join the newsletter. I have big announcements coming up and you're not going to know about it unless you have the <laughs> newsletter. Okay. Oh, Thank you. Sure. Thank you, Danielle. I look forward to the next time we see each other. Absolutely. Love you, sweetheart. I love you too. Bye. 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 All right, everyone. That is our show for today until next time. God bless and be at peace.